SAFM 104-107 to Nationwide Life Happens with Pimelo Modine so we're almost at the end of Albinism Awareness Month and uh, we decided to get hold of the Rights of Persons with Disabilities at Department of Social Development and uh, that is a Chief Director, Lydia Pretorius, who I think is going to give us a sense of what it is that their focus has been in this month and, and why it's so important for us to to focus in and hone in on albinism in this country. We know that it's a major, major issue in other countries, but we've seen recently uh, where we've had deaths and uh, those murders was particularly orchestrated because the victims here were living with albinism. I thank you very much for joining us Lydia. Thanks very much for, for coming on to the show. Thank you so much Pamelo. Lydia, I mean the, I don't know whether there is now new focus on, on what we're going to do with awareness around uh, albinism. We, I thought this country had moved past the uh, stigmatization of people living with albinism. Are you surprised by the kind of recent events where you had murders in the name of, of you know trying to get people with albinism? Pamelo, um, I don't think we were surprised. Mm. I think maybe surprised at the extreme violence that happened that went with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was particularly violent murders, mm-hmm. um, but not surprised that um, it hap- that it happened or that um, in terms of the, the daily experiences of persons with albinism, we... Mm. We are in very close contact with the organizations of persons with albinism mm. and, and with individuals. And I think anybody that you stop and ask would tell you of the day-to-day stigmatization they're subjected to in terms of comments, in terms of name-calling, in terms of exclusion of opportunity. So, so no, you know, we, we, we often say we're a rainbow nation, um, but what does it really mean? To what does it mean to embrace diversity? And I, and I think from that perspective, um, it, it, it's not surprising to us that persons with albinism find themselves. Um, we recent, we, well, currently we have the UN expert on albinism in the country, mm. and, 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 and she emphasized throughout her visit that the SDG goals say leave no one behind, but start with those furthest behind, because then you would reach everybody. And, and I think, you know, we, we often generalize, but to what extent we really focus, um, no. So, so I think persons with albinism that have voice in terms of agency and platforms would tell you that life is not easy for them. I mean, I, and I know what you're saying about not being surprised. And I genuinely felt that, that, you know, this country had moved quite ahead in understanding that, you know, there is nothing abnormal about somebody living with albinism. So when you speak about victimization, what, what are the issues that come up? What, what are the victims saying actually happens to them? And, and what are the reasons? Yeah. The main of the first issue, I think, is in the language we use. Mm-hmm. Um, if a child is, you know, a child is born with albinism. Mm-hmm. So when that child is born with albinism, what is the reaction of the healthcare workers? Mm-hmm. What are the reaction of the in-laws of mm-hmm. their own family? Mm-hmm. Um, what are the reaction of other patients in the ward? What is it? Oh, shame! Is it you must have done something wrong? This, this, this. There's, there's, there's an emotion and value attributed and a comment attributed to that child being born differently. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes from there into the kind of names that we call persons with albinism. Um, we, we get very upset in society, especially as black people, but, but even those in, in solidarity of humanity, when people call black people monkeys, 
Yet, at the same time, nobody stands up when um, persons call persons with albinism, um, Leshwafi, Inkawu, Isishawa, um, um, the albinos. You know, when a person is diabetic, you don't call him that diabetic. You call him that person. Mm-hmm. Why do we say that, that albino? So, so even when there's positive language attributed, um, such as Isipiwo, you still assign something extraordinary, something mystical, mythical to a human being. So, uh, so the first point is language. Um, until we deal with language and how we speak to and about persons with albinism, we will find that they are treated differently. I think the media in particular, in the manner in which we report, um, either sensationalizing to the negative or to the positive, a person with albinism that's a model is a person with albinism that's a model. Um, why we must ascribe mystical powers to them being a model becomes the issue. So, th- so the language, I think, first and foremost, is a huge issue. Um, the, the way in which we embrace them in communities. Young people with albinism continue to tell us the kind of um, spitting on the people's chests when they get into a taxi, they are told, mm. you are bringing me luck today, you don't have to pay. Or I don't give you a lift because you will bring bad luck. It pushes people to the fringes of society. It, it touches the, their very humanity. Um, the, the eye problems that they often have, mm. if we do not provide them with eye protection very on early on in life, throughout their school um, careers, we still have kids in mainstream schools that have to walk up to the board to see what is mm. being written mm. simply because they've not been issued with the necessary reasonable accommodation support. You can imagine being a nine, ten year old having to every time get up and go to the board and sit down and the sniggers from your classmates and the comments that they make and So that's where it comes from. Okay, so in terms of the health support, I mean, that's essentially should be a a collective responsibility. When you speak then to your colleagues who are in another department in government, you know, why are we not reaching those people that need the support that we we should be giving them? The the, the first thing was that we discovered in 2013 that sunscreen was not available to persons with albinism at all through the health system. The, at the, uh, during the 2013 National Conference of Persons with Albinism. The Department of Health has since moved and they've placed sunscreen um, onto the basic um, um, list available of, of medications available at clinic level. Um, and, and they would tell you that it's available. In other words, if people need it. We are aware that there are accessibility problems, that there are availability problems, you know, stockouts, clinics don't order. Um, And then also there's quite a lot of concern from persons with albinism themselves around the quality of that sunscreen lotion. Mm -hmm. Um, They say it's very watery, um, so your clothes get wet, you know, um, and they they feel that it doesn't provide sufficient um, um, protection. The, the steps that we have said to health that we would like to see, just like they can account for every condom issued in the country. I yeah. can tell you we ordered so many and we issued so many, mm-hmm. and they were issued year and year and year. We would like this to see the same with um, sunscreen. It's life-saving. Um, so the majority of people from albinism um, in terms of, of cause of death in the middle ages is due to cancer. And it's skin cancer. So, so, so it's unacceptable. Um, the same thing we, when spectacles are now becoming available through mm. the Department of Health, um, both suns, 
um, sunglasses as well as tinted um, corrective glasses. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a process. I think the challenge being that um, the deeper rural we go, if you have one kid in an entire district that have albinism, um, that clinic's ability or willingness to order regularly and frequently and make sure that the child gets the information around sunscreen protection, etc. Um, so, so to some extent, it speaks to every one of us. Um, if I'm a health worker, to make sure this child knows how to protect themselves, their parents know. But also if I'm a citizen, if I see a person with albinism standing in the sun unprotected, I must engage with them and make sure that how do we assist them that they don't become another cancer statistic. I mean, so for me, it's not so much about... So if there's a will, there, you know, it gets, yes, it gets, it gets mm. done, right? Mm. You've, get, you've given us an, an excellent example where there was a, a will by government to provide condoms, for instance, mm-hmm. across the board. Mm-hmm. And can we just say it has been done very successfully? Mm. Um, you know that ARVs, for instance, are accessible really to, to, to the best of our knowledge as, as widely accessible as possible. Yeah. So I, I then assume that part of the problem is, again, in, in that perception of, well, it's not that important or so internally. Not important. Yes, so internally, know? we still yeah. need a lot of work to change those perceptions. Yes, yes, yes. It's the value we ascribe to people as equal human beings, ultimately. If, if I work in a clinic and I know I have got clients in my clinic with albinism, and I care about the work that I do in my community. Surely, I will make sure that I don't get stockouts. Hmm. And, and then, as I say, from from a from a central point of view, the department must be able to say we provide. And sunscreen is is something that's assigned to a person. It's 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 not as if it's just lying in boxes like condoms. Um. So so we but so it's, it's like high blood pressure tablets. It's like. Um, medication for persons with psychosocial disabilities. Mm-hmm. It's like diabetic medication. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's prescribed to a specific person, um, which I think is slightly different from condoms, um, but in a way it must make it easier for us to mm-hmm. account for it. Lydia, we've got a lot of work ahead of us. Thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us. I think all of us, as you said, need to take responsibility and we shouldn't be waiting for, you know, this kind of a month where we only discuss it here and then. Exactly, Um, exactly. And it's about giving people with albinism voice that they can speak, that they have platforms, that they have agency. Mm. Lydia De Pretorius, who's a Chief Director, Rights of Persons with Disability at the Department of Social Development.